1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, where we, the folks at Blizzard Watch, do a podcast where we talk about Blizzard Entertainment and its Mm. many games, and occasionally something else, but usually we try to keep it self-contained as much as possible. Um, With me this week, uh, we've already decided that they are my Uncanny co-hosts, Liz Harper. I think she can, like, tap into her mutant nature to create, like, giant... Evil columns like in Ultima Nine. I don't know. Uh, and Joe Perez, who can hurt his back and
2: Accurate. has done so. That's yeah, I mean, a
0: really lousy superpower. His power's not great.
2: It really is. I mean, I, I'd rather summon ducks.
1: Yeah, only if eh, yeah ducks, not geese. You don't want to summon geese. That's if you're no. summoning geese. That's like your ultimate. Like Dust. you shouldn't. You, you you've summoned a goose, and now everything's now everything's about to be very bad. He's doing quack sounds. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot going on this week, uh, or stuff that has gone on since our last podcast. Uh not so much happening after, but there's there's some stuff. So we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about all that stuff now, and then we're gonna see how far much of the show that takes up, and then if there's time we'll we'll do some emails and questions, because we got some. Uh but first up I, I want to talk about this one first. Uh, I think both Liz and Joe will have really good insights on it, and I have a opinion that is not particularly insightful or useful. But I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, today, I guess today we found out that Overwatch Two has officially decided not to do the original plan for their PVE content, and that they're not going to do like an entire PvP game where with character PvE. advancement, P- PVE, yes. PVE. Sorry, yeah, if I'm saying yeah. PvP, they're not going to do PvP what
0: (laughs) what the heck That would be weird
1: yeah that would be a swear for you that's the whole game (laughs) yeah but yeah then they're not going to do back at blizzcon 2019 i remember because i was there the only one i ever got to go to they did a big reveal for overwatch 2 and they talked about how the game was going to be a sequel it was going to have a whole pve side it was going to have character advancement and leveling and everything and we've now found out that None of that stuff's going to be there. Now, they are still doing story missions like they have done before. Uh, they will still be doing those. They have said that one's coming soon. Like, I don't remember if they said it was like next season or what? Season
0: season six. So okay. that's two seasons away, probably about three months.
1: Yeah. So there will be PVE content of that variety, which they already had in the original Overwatch. Uh, but there will not be the character progression and leveling and all that stuff that they talked about that would turn the game into an RPG. If you wanted to play it as an RPG uh, and never engage with the PVP side of it at all, you, they had said you would be able to do that. Now that is no longer the case. There are going to be co-op missions where you get some story stuff in it, um, which I mean, like I said, I have my opinion, but I'm going to let the people who I think are more eloquent and more intelligent about this go first. I'm going to start with Liz.
0: I mean, this is the whole reason Overwatch 2 was a sequel. It was going to add this big new game mode. And instead, it's purely focused on PvP, which has been the core of Overwatch since it's since it's launched. And I think they're really trying to make a good, fun PvP experience, adding new characters, and new maps. And, you know, they're working really hard to make this game. But it's like, this is the game it was originally. This is not really a sequel the big thing selling the sequel was that you were gonna add you were gonna overhaul this game and had a have a huge new game mode and now it's kind of the same game except now it has a battle pass overwatch 2 has a battle pass and it's free technically and overwatch 1 wasn't and that's like that's the primary difference between these two and it it doesn't feel like much it feels like the main difference between overwatch 1 and overwatch 2 was to make it more annoying and more frustrating to play because now you need to go in and spend all these hours doing the battle pass if you want to earn new heroes or you have to pay money to earn new heroes and it's just it's it's, it's pretty sad it's we we don't get to have this uh this content that i think a lot of people were really looking forward to getting it on these Pve modes and it's just it's really disappointing. I was looking forward to this, and now it's like, eh,
2: yeah. Joe, this is not the game we were promised at all. This is not the game that was hyped. This is not the game that was sold to us. Everything about this has shifted, and I understand that that does happen from time to time. Game development is can it's a wild space, right? Things can shift and and can go in wild directions. But there are a this is just the biggest letdown in a series. No, sorry, I shouldn't even say the biggest the most recent letdown in a series of letdowns revolving around overwatch. Let's start with the fact that it was billed as a sequel that would be its own game and overwatch one would be it would exist come now and well overwatch one is gone. Disappointment number one. So even if you wanted to only play the original Overwatch, you can't anymore because it doesn't exist. Uh, We were promised that it would be a whole new system that would be released, that it would be completely updated code and, and everything else. And while there is definitely some updated code, it was basically built on the bones of the old one, which I understand why. But again, another big disappointment. The battle pass and the hero release schedule is another big disappointment. The fact that things were not balanced properly right out of the gate for heroes that have already existed since the launch of the game or for long periods of time, that was a letdown. The fact that there are people that still can't even play the game because of technical difficulties that still remain unresolved as of a week ago. I haven't tried this week, so maybe that's a letdown. And now this, something that people have been asking for since Overwatch 1 released, is just now gone. It's it's. You know, we, we, when's the last time we've gotten shorts? When's the last time we've gotten any sort of comic that was released for? It? When has there been any sort of story content that actually has been released for any of this stuff? And
0: actually, we did get a comic about a month ago.
2: Okay. So there's something. I'll take that. Yeah, there's, back. I'll, I'll take that There's back. a
0: little bit. There's a little bit, but not a ton. And we haven't gotten a big cinematic in ages. I loved those huge cinematics, they were so great. And,
2: and the universe is cool. Like I'll just say it yeah. right. Like they set up a really cool I, like storyline. They set up a really cool set of characters and and countries and cultures and origins and, and 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 stuff like that. Where like they had a really cool system that I was looking forward to seeing where the story went. And now we just don't get that. I mean, yeah, I'm still. I mean, and I'm still disappointed. It Has nothing to do with Overwatch too. But I'm still disappointed. We never got the comic. That would have been a sweet comic. But it's yeah. just. It's just disappointing, right? Like, and I'm not even mad anymore. I'm just kind of over it. Like, I'm just not even willing to try to play it anymore because there's really no reason for me to now, and that's kind of sad. So, that's where I have.
1: Yeah, a lot of what Joe just said, and a lot of what Liz just said before him, are things I'm thinking. But one of the things I keep thinking about is that burst of talent leaving Overwatch. Mm -hmm. We lost Jeff Kaplan. Uh, I forget who the new game director was, but th- why well, remember? Because he left too. Um, at one point, I think they lost like two, two people who were directly in charge of the entire process and then three people that had been kind of filling in for them. They're just all gone. And I think that that combined with COVID, combined with working out of the office, combined with a lot of things, led to Overwatch at one point. I don't, I don't think that the game they were working on in 2019, I don't think we'll ever see any of it. Because I'm positive that they went back to, they stripped it all, went back to, to, yeah. to like, okay, what do we, what can we get out? What can we do here? And I think the result has been a game that were, had there never been a 2019 announcement, had there never been a, oh, it'll, gonna, it's going to do this and it's going to do that. Yeah. People would probably be pretty, pretty okay with it. I mean, not, I mean, some of the stuff would just, you know, straight up, the idea that you don't just get new heroes. It just seems foreign to me when it's a game that is. Heroes are so important to it. Who you get to play as is really important. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking back you, to the original Overwatch here.
0: You do get new heroes, but you either need to play to the end of the battle pass or buy the battle pass.
1: Yeah, and neither or, of those is you yeah. know the way it used to be. I mean, like think about when when Brigitte came out. She just came out. Yeah. yeah. Or Doom, you know, Doomfist. Any of them, they just happened. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and like, you didn't have to do anything. You and, just, and, they
2: were there. And there are games that have been doing new champion releases and stuff like that for ages that have been doing it uh, effectively and and not requiring a battle pass, right? Like, uh, I'm going to throw Riot up here. Riot has been sort of killing it as far as, like, game development and actually deliver, well, over-delivering because they're not really, they're not promising the world and they're giving way more than anticipated in a lot of stuff. But, like, with League of Legends, you can just play the game and earn, like, the currency that's existed since the beginning of Dawn with that game and unlock a hero. And they also have a free rotation where it comes in there. They could have done something like that where it didn't require a battle pass. um, And it didn't require you to, to like reset every so often to get it because that's, the, that's the thing with battle passes, right? It's not a stored currency. A battle pass exists. It runs its course. And then you reset with the next battle pass and you start over from scratch, right? Like it's, it's a weird thing. And I don't know. It's other game companies are going to, Sees the advantage on this, I think, and I think they're gonna we're gonna start seeing. Well, I guess I'll go back to Riot. Like we talked about Overwatch and how it would have been perfect for an anime. They did that with Arcane. Mm-hmm. Overwatch would have made a fantastic anime.
0: Amazing.
2: It would have been f- phenomenal, especially with the vo- if they the voice acting talent they already had on on hand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have just said, Hey, you guys want to do a six episode or a 10 episode, like, you know, anime, and they probably would have gone for it, throw money at them. They, and people, we would have eaten it up and like all of this stuff is just gone and just other companies are going to step in and pick up that slack. They're going to, they're going to seize on what overwatch two didn't deliver on. Yeah. I mean,
1: if you looking out for that apex legends, uh, PVE mode,
2: or, I mean, Valorant might get one or something. Who knows? Like, yeah. He, he, Everybody's waiting for the next Titanfall. I feel like, or I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people are waiting for the next Titanfall, right? So I, I know I would like one. Um, but anyway,
0: <laughs> I oh, hang on. Go I want to jump in and like switch topics a little bit. To, okay. I'm I'm sorry. This is something that wasn't even on our list to discuss, but the Diablo Four Battle Pass, which we've heard some new stuff on this past week. And I think the Diablo 4 team has mostly been trying to say, hey guys, we aren't like those other battle passes, really. We aren't Diablo Immortal. We are nothing like that. Overwatch 2, we're nothing like that. We're not doing any of that. Like I feel like they've really gone out of their way to stress over and over and over again that this is not what has become a typical battle pass. Because it's, okay, it's an advancement system, but it... More than a more than a uh, typical battle pass, it kind of mirrors the season's journey that we've seen in Diablo uh, Diablo Three. It's you know it's a series of challenges to play through, and you can pay for the premium battle pass, and all it gives you is more cosmetics, more ways to look cool. But also, the game itself has lots of amazing cosmetics that you collect by just playing.
2: There's also a I, I hate to say it like this like a disparity like I didn't realize this because I knew there was a difference with but there's only 27 tiers in the free pass. And then there's 63 more tiers in the uh, premium pass. Which mm-hmm. game? For Diablo 4. Diablo 4. Okay. Which- that, I know that, um I mean, it's,
0: it's, it's one of those things, I believe, like a lot of battle passes have, you know, tiers and on like tier one, there's a free reward and like tier five, there's a free reward. And in between those tiers, there are like sure. paid rewards. I think it's going to be, I think it's like that.
2: I just think that's interesting because usually there's not that large of a disparity. Yeah. But, so let's. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against it. I'll say as that. As
1: long as there's no player power involved, I'm, I'm okay with battle passes, but it's when they either make player power or player option. Like it's one thing to say, oh, it's cosmetics. Cause they, you, you can choose to look like you want to look like. And if you really want to look, that's not, you're not going to get through the battle pass. You can usually pick it up. But when it's like another character with like their own suite of abilities, imagine if they had like, you know, the new paladin class, well, available, you know, only through the Battle Pass. What? Yeah, that's like a game I'm playing right now, uh, and I'm kind of annoyed with it. But I've I've been playing it because I'm waiting for Diablo Four, and until I get Diablo mm-hmm. Four, I can't play anything yeah. else. Um, mm-hmm. Is I've been playing the the uh, the Outer Worlds, and there was an update for next gen consoles, which I snagged because hey, an update for next gen consoles. But then I found out that that update that I got for practically nothing, I think it was like eight bucks, uh, is actually like a $78 purchase if you don't already own all the other stuff, for you know, if you're just trying to,
2: cause you need all the other stuff to add yeah. onto it. Yeah. If
1: yeah. you didn't already have all that stuff, then it costs you like 80 bucks. And I mean, that's 80 bucks Canadian. I'm sure it's less in, in us dollars, but still it's, it's a, it's a fair chunk of change. And one of the things it does is it adds unlimited leveling. <laughs> so if you want to have like no level caps, so you can just get every skill to where you want it that you have to pay for that and I'm like oh oh this would have annoyed me and I think that's that's something that would really bug me if Diablo 4 had anything like it um if you know if anyone's listening who's who's into Diablo or working there um please resist the urge to have <laughs> to go to the game store every day to pick up a sack uh, or just just don't do it um but to, yeah. to get back a little bit to the overwatch thing one of the things I was thinking is, One of the reasons that I'm disappointed in this is that I really do like the Overwatch world. I I want to see more with it. I want to get more story. Yes, absolutely. But not just more story. I want to get more environmental storytelling. And I want to get stuff like logs that you can stop and read. You cannot stop and read stuff in the middle of a 5v5 game, you know? You just can't, if there's like a really cool data log, you can click and then read this long thing about, you know, what these researchers were doing at this laboratory. You can't do that while several people are attempting to steal a nuclear bomb from the, from an area and you have to stop them. Like that's not, it's not conducive to that kind of environmental storytelling. There's stuff it can do. And, and that stuff has been pretty cool, but you can't, there's, there's a limit to how much narrative you can exchange in a situation where at any moment, someone can come and shoot you. Um, that's just that's why you know no one has attempted to like convert the brothers Karamazov into a paintball game you know like there's no live action you know War and Peace with actual war because people are not going to be paying attention in anymore they're just going to be trying to not get shot and that's my problem with this is that you can say oh we're going to do these story missions and that's great I am totally for story missions but to say it's not that they got rid of all PVE it's just that they're doing it this way no they got rid of single-player pve which is what we were promised now you can't always get what you promise things change they've said that they, i know full well that they sure. say that every time they do a preview I, and i'm not saying they're bad or evil or whatever yeah. that's that's not where i'm going with this i'm just saying that for me and for people like me a big motivation to try and get back into overwatch is now gone it just is, and that's not their fault. They're, they want to make a game for the people that are still are currently playing Overwatch. Sometimes that's a good move. Sometimes it's good to focus on the, on the audience you already have. I think in this case it isn't as good a move. But that's it for me. In, in the, unless you guys seem probably have a little bit more, so if either one of you has anything else you want to throw in, do so now so we can then move on to the next bit. Liz? Let's
0: The other thing about the Diablo 4 Battle Pass is that every season, every season with the Battle Pass will have new game content, new stories, new quest lines, new zones, maybe, that will cost nothing. You don't need to advance through the Battle Pass to get them. You don't need to progress through the season's journey to get them. You don't need to pay any money to get them. They are just going to be part of the game. They are going to be there and uh that's why i'm feeling i'm feeling good about this one even though it has a battle pass because they're gonna keep adding content
1: as long as you can ignore the battle pass you can just
0: play it yeah, yeah. It as long as, does as you can feel, ignore the battle
1: pass then i'm okay
0: it does feel very ignorable which is the great thing about it even though i i love collecting cosmetics and i'm probably gonna buy it anyway
1: <laughs> yeah yeah probably
0: yeah yeah
1: i mean i probably won't buy the battle pass immediately but i might I might give in. We'll see. Uh, we should talk about some other stuff, though. Um, the first one is that we know that I, I, we're recording this on Tuesday, so tomorrow is we're recording it, and two days ago, if you're listening to it recorded, um, there's going to be the BlizzCon announcement. Uh, we know from Mike Abara that that's the plan, to, to mention BlizzCon this, this Wednesday. I have no idea what they're going to say. I don't know anything about what's going to be revealed. I mean, I will be amazed if they don't reveal a new WoW expansion. I don't think we'll have the new expansion this year, but I definitely think they're going to announce one because mm-hmm. I think they're going to have a new. Uh, the next year is the twentieth anniversary. Yeah. Of World of Warcraft. Yeah. And it w- this is the ninth expansion we're on right now. That means if they announce the new expansion for 2024, that expansion will be the tenth expansion on the twentieth anniversary. And I cannot see them not going for that. Like Liz, what do you think?
0: Uh, I also yeah, that's a. Good one. I think we're going to hear more about patch 10.3, which we've heard this big roadmap for 2023 that goes up to patch 10.2. I think BlizzCon would be a great time to start talking about the final patch of the expansion. Now, it hasn't been confirmed that we're getting a patch 10.3, but I'm feeling pretty good about it that yeah. we will get a patch 10.3. Uh, and
2: uh, Oh no, you're still going list.
0: Yeah, I, that's 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 just what I expect. Yes.
2: Okay, Joe. I would be surprised if we get a new expansion in uh, 2024. Like, I understand that it's the 20th anniversary and it would be the 10th expansion, but that feels uh, that even though I know they're already working on the next expansion in parallel to working on the current content, it still feels like that would be rushed. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that um, because then that well, usually go ahead.
1: I'm just going to say if they launched it in November of 2024, that's two years from when they launched the previous expansion and that is generally speaking how long they do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, so it's, fair. It's
1: 2 years. So, I can I get why you're saying that cuz it does not feel like patch 10.2 is going to be even close to the end.
2: Well, so here's here's also why, right? Because we're still dealing with the new talent system, new classes that have been introduced, a new balance in the way of doing things with uh set pieces being reintroduced. There's a lot of stuff that's sort of coming back and also uh Dragonflight was released what november 28th 2022 i think mm-hmm. that's that's correct so in a, around that so at the end of 22 so it really hasn't been out for two years unless they do another november release in 2024 which is what i
1: think they're going to do because november 2024 is going to be the exact 20th anniversary so i think they're going to release it in november so i think it will be two years like it will actually be two years between expansions like that's why i think it that doesn't mean it is what's going to happen like for all i know they're going to be like, nope, we're going to get, tra- we're going to be in Dragonflight till 2025. I maybe, <laughs> who knows? I don't know.
2: But I'm, I'm trying to think of what other big things they could theoretically announce, right? Like that is probably the most likely 10.3 seems the most solid to me, but what if they didn't announce any of those and we get another entry into Starcraft? Not necessarily. <laughs> hey, listen, pie in the sky, right?
0: <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm listening.
2: It's because it's it's an IP that they've had that they've done nothing with for so long that it would be absolutely mind-blowing if that's your big announcement, that you have something else related to StarCraft in the works at the next BlizzCon. Because there's still a lot more work to do on World of Warcraft, uh, which is fair, right? I think we can all agree that they're still fine-tuning things. Overwatch is its own current state of whatever, Um Hearthstone is in a weird space. Um, at least from my outsider perspective. Liz can tell me I'm wrong or not.
0: Hearthstone, let me let me just jump in. Hearthstone has a really predictable schedule. Yeah. So, it's it's absolutely no surprise if they announce a Hearthstone expansion at BlizzCon. That's just we yeah. have a predictable schedule of expansions and that's going to be when it's going to happen if there's a BlizzCon or not. And we know there's going to be a BlizzCon.
2: Yeah, and then what else? And then there's a uh, Diablo, which we already know is happening. Uh, Diablo four is going to be out in you know, a few weeks at this point, at the time of this recording, uh, they might be announcing what they're going to do for the future of that and content updates and, and how things are happening. Sure. Or maybe an expansion for Diablo four or maybe expansion like content, like some of the free MMOs and uh, free ARPGs do out there. Um, yeah, I gotta say, it doesn't feel like they're going to be announcing an expansion for Diablo Four anytime soon.
1: Because the way that Liz has already explained how the Diablo Four uh, Battle Pass and seasons work, it feels like the kind of yeah. content you get in an expansion is going to be in
2: those season sure. seasons. Sure, but I mean, that doesn't mean that they can't announce that one of those is coming. Yeah. But I think, I think it's it's Starcraft has been dormant for so long that that would be the mind blowing thing for me is if they they were to announce something in the Starcraft universe, even if it wasn't an RTS game. But Matt and I, we talked about this a while ago, Like, and I think Liz, I, I think this was before you joined the podcast, we talked about RTSs. Mm-hmm. Blizzard was the king of RTSs for a very long time, and now they're not. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
2: genre is not dead. Having another entry come back to it, especially uh, after you know the debacle that was Warcraft 3 reforged, mm-hmm. having something... That you know reclaims that sort of role and says we still know how to make an RTS would be absolutely like mind blowing, and I I want it so badly.
1: Especially when you've got like studios out there making RTSs with like lots of ex Blizzard RTS designers, yeah, like, like the people that de- designed Star, Star, Star uh Starcraft's co op campaigns. Um, so yeah, there's there's that's like the best thing about the new Starcrafts was the co op campaigns, and the people behind that moved on to Frost Giant. So, yeah, there's a lot of people out there with a lot of talent and they're not at Blizzard anymore. So it's like I look at Marvel Snap and I say, oh, hey, here's you a bunch of really smart developers, some of whom were on Hearthstone, get to make a game without Blizzard telling them how to make the game. Mm -hmm. And you get something very different. It's quite possible that the admittedly Frost Giants new RTS does not necessarily surprise one when you just look at what it is in terms of like the story where it's, it's basically Starcraft. If you replaced the Zerg with demons, you know, <laughs> uh, it's like if Diablo invaded Starcraft, it's, it's very similar to that, but at the same time, we haven't seen, we haven't got to play it yet. So who knows? It would be a good move on Blizzard's part to, to try and get themselves back out there in that. But one of the things I'm thinking about too, for BlizzCon, uh, depending on when we get, we get the actual BlizzCon recently, the EU has approved uh, the, the Microsoft, activision blizzard king merger thing they've said yes you have to do that. you have to basically agree that you will allow all of your games to be on other streaming services besides your own so if microsoft goes for that and it looks like they're going to um that's that's one big voice out of the way i have no idea what's going on with the lawsuit in the united states which is the other big one that they'd need to clear if they clear that one then the fact that the UK probably won't approve it is not a problem for them <laughs> because let's be upfront. The UK isn't part of the EU anymore. doesn't really have the pull it used to. Um, so with all that said, if that merger is completely approved by the time of BlizzCon, I know that they will be hyping it uh, because you can't not, you, you'd have to mention it. But also one of the things I've wanted to see for a long time, and you, you thought your thing was a, was a pie in the sky, Joe? Yep. (laughs) Okay. I'm about to make you a shepherd's pie in the sky. Ooh. Because I have been thinking about this one for a long time. Microsoft owns Bethesda. Yep. Bethesda has two big IPs right now and a third one that they're putting out this year. Uh, You know, Starfield is this year. Uh, At this point, it's going to be out this year. Uh, They're working on the next Skyrim. Fallout has nothing and will have nothing for at least the next five years, at least from Bethesda's point of view, like Bethesda simply isn't going to be making a fallout game. That is a long time to leave a franchise, this big fallow. especially after Bethesda bought it and turned it back into something people cared about. But Microsoft has Microsoft and Bethesda have shown that they're willing to let other companies make games. Like when they let obsidian make a fallout game and it was one of the best received fallout games. However, Obsidian is currently busy with multiple other projects. They're they're still working on that whole Forsaken game. Is it called Forsaken? I can't remember what it's called. Whatever the new game is that they're working on that's set in the same universe as their Pillars of Eternity games, they're working on that. They're working on The Outer Worlds 2. They just don't have any people. So what if Blizzard decides to do a Fallout game or is asked to do a Fallout? Huh. Now, I don't think this is actually going to happen because come on. Yeah. This is literally like if this happens, it's because I got a monkey's paw. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but still, it is theoretically possible that this could happen. And here's the thing Activision owns several games that they've never done anything with. One of those games is Arcanum. Ooh. Arcanum was produced by Troika, a studio that was founded after the fall of Black Isle in Interplay. And the people at Troika included Tim Kane, yep. who is currently at Obsidian. And several other people who are at Bethesda and, to a degree, World of Warcraft. And uh, Lizard, Lizard's well, got them.
2: Who's the publisher on Arcanum? Activision. The publisher.
1: Yeah. They own it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if the merger goes through, theoretically, the company that now own that would now own Arcanum's rights also employs the people that made Arcanum. Yeah. So we could possibly get another Arcanum game. Oh man,
2: but- imagine an Arcanum game that's been given the Fallout treatment where you actually instead of having the isometric like tactics you actually get the the uh, first person.
1: Well, imagine if it's made by Obsidian, just go play The Outer Worlds and think about if that was a steampunk magic game. Yeah. Yeah, like like Shadowrun with top hats. Yeah. Uh but but at this point I think we've kind of gone through our If you Liz, you didn't get to do a pie in the sky one. So if you want to do a pie in the sky one, go for it.
0: I do not have a pie in the sky one, but I do want to clarify before we wrap up this BlizzCon talk that we are not expecting actual BlizzCon style announcements this week. No, we are expecting an announcement about BlizzCon. Yeah, when is it going to be? We know, yeah, yeah, which we know will be happening this year. And Mikey Barra said that an announcement on Wednesday is the current plan, so it's possible it won't happen tomorrow, but soon, very soon, we should know about. This year's BlizzCon.
1: Yes. And that's important uh, because it's it's a sign of them actually trying to get back to normal after everything that's happened. So, uh, But I do want to mention uh, some other stuff. One of them is the, we kind of haven't really talked about the Avarice Race to World First because last week it had just started and this week it's over. Mm-hmm. Like one week, mm-hmm. boom, it's done. Um, Liz, is, Liz and Joe probably know more about the Race to World First than I do, but I do know that Liquid won this time. Uh, yeah. Which liquid came really close I think the last couple um, they were in the running for for the uh, the they're vault usually of the kind of yeah and
0: they're usually kind of second place and they have grabbed they have grabbed first before but uh, echo is really really tough competition to pick. yeah
1: mm-hmm. absolutely this time um, who was ahead of liquid when, when liquid suddenly just raced in and just took everything or is it what they were ahead the whole time
0: uh that was uh, Liquid was ahead for most, for most of the race, but as these things go, usually you have these big guilds who are going and they're doing splits and they're putting a lot of work into, into gearing up. And you have some of the smaller guilds, the guilds that are a little lower on the ranking charts, that can just go in and, like, rush the first few bosses. So I think the first four bosses had been killed before Liquid even stepped into the raid. And then the last bosses they took world first on.
1: Yeah. But so that's, I mean, what do you guys, we'll start with Liz again, because like I said, Liz covered the last race to world first. Uh, She's, she's really knowledgeable on this kind of stuff. So what do you think the highlights (laughs) of this particular race to world first were?
0: I mean, it always really comes down to that last boss. And this tier was so short. I mean, so short. We talk about it lasting a week, but most of the guilds spent the first three days farming normal and heroic for gear, farming mythic plus for gear. So this was like, this was way <laughs> less than a week. This was like four or five days before it was done, gone, all of the bosses defeated. So it's, it's a little harder to pinpoint like a favorite moment because it all, it went so fast. You know, you did not have time to watch them spend like three hundred pulls on a boss and really refine their strategy. And even the final boss, Sarkareth, that was hundred and twenty pulls, which is That's a short. lot, 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 a lot lower than we've seen on recent in tier bosses. Uh, you think I think maybe did they, enjoy they watching... took a lesson
1: from the the last tier that they maybe they didn't need to do as much I, splitting as before.
0: Uh, uh, you mean like splitting, like doing raid splits, the heroic yeah. splits?
1: Like maybe they didn't do as much as they had no. previously or?
0: Uh, no, they still did a whole lot. Uh, I mean, it was really excessive on the Sanctum of Domination tier when they would just spend days and days and days killing Anduin over and over. It's like Anduin split number 40 and you're watching the race and it's like, oh my God, I understand you need to do this to gear up and get your tier sets, but oh my God. I don't have the stamina to watch you. I don't understand how you have the stamina to actually go in and play this single encounter so many times. So I think they, you know, they really went in and did the same amount of prep work. It's just the raid bosses themselves were kind of uh, just not as challenging for guilds at this level with this much gear. And I think, I really think Blizzard kind of undertuned things. It's like we had Sanctum of Domination a couple tears ago, where... It was a three-week race. It was a three-week race. And at the end, Liquid actually was like, no, we can't do this anymore. They kind of dropped out. And I think they got third place in the end. Am I right there?
2: I think that's right. I think I'm right. Yeah.
0: Because they were just like, okay, we can't keep grinding this. They got to a point on the jailer where it's like, and I think anyone who's raided, probably knows this feeling where you're making an attempt and you're making an attempt and you're tired and you've been doing this for so long. And just every attempt is like a little worse or at least yeah. not any better.
1: Progression stops because you just, yeah, not, Progression stops capable. because
0: you're just, you're, you're exhausted and you're just, your mind isn't in the game. And by three weeks, that's where the entire guild was and they weren't making progress and they decided, okay, we're going to stop. We're going to go home. We're going to get a good night's sleep. And then we're going to do this. And, of course, that cost them everything. They couldn't Mm -hmm. get world first at that point. But it was probably the right decision. And uh, their guild leader talked about that some. That it's like, okay, we just, we needed to call it. Because this race was so grueling and so long. And I think Blizzard recognizes that. That's too long. That's too hard. And they've dialed it down the last couple of raid tiers. But this one is, like, dialed down even more. I think this one was maybe a little too short. So you didn't really... I love watching Race to World First. I didn't watch as much this time because we had a Diablo 4 Beta this past weekend. Yeah, we right in the middle but, of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a good race. It was really fun to watch, but it was very short. It was very short. Uh, If you haven't already, if you're interested in this stuff, you should go watch Liquid's Kill of Sarkrath, because, wow, that was just such a smooth, clean kill. They've done this 120 times, and this last one, it's just everything came together. And it's always really nice to, to see that moment where it's like, okay, everything lines up, everyone's playing perfectly, and we got this. It's just a perfect kill. It was really nice to watch them finally get to
1: that point. Uh, Joe, you have anything you want to throw in before we move on to something else?
2: No, Liz pretty much nailed it. I, I'm in pretty heavy agreement.
1: All right, then. Um, then let's talk about Diablo 4 for a bit because we haven't really... Oh, actually, you know what? We're going to throw something else in here first because I just saw this, even though I copied pasted this an hour ago, hours <laughs> ago. The Wrath Classic PTR uh, for Phase 3, um, it's patch 3.4.2. The PTR is ending. Or has already ended. Uh, it's, no, it ends on the, the 22nd.
0: Next week. Next yeah. week.
1: So the ending the PTR is usually one of the, the bigger signs that the thing is coming out soon. Like we, we, We've noticed when they put out a release candidate, uh, usually they do a couple of release candidates. Uh, but once they actually close the PTR, it's like, well, there's nothing to do now but release it. Um, it's very rare that they put the patch back on the PTR. Like I, I haven't heard nah, of them doing I that now. Think-
0: I don't think they've ever done that.
1: They did it with Diablo. They've done it with Diablo three games. Like uh specifically the Tempest season got like a it got a PTR, then it got another PTR. Um, but that doesn't happen very often at all. So now that they've ended the PTR, very likely you'll be seeing Wrath Classic's uh I think it's Trial of the Crusader, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Trial of the Crusader will be coming to Wrath Classic. Um and they're going to be adding in new stuff to the Titan dungeons, the Titan Rune dungeons, which is their kind of their version of mythic plus for wrath classic, which I think is pretty neat. Uh, so yeah, could, could be in June. Uh, I don't recommend they do it the first week of June. Um, <laughs> let me just say that, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't recommend anybody do anything serious in the first week of June, uh, especially between June 1st and June 5th. Uh, yeah, don't don't do that. But still, pretty cool. Um, pretty much, that's all I have to say on that one. Unless Liz or Joe, uh, Joe first. Joe, you got anything to throw in here?
2: I I don't. I know. I know. It's, <laughs> I, I usually have stuff to say, but I don't. Yeah. Well, I figured Liz
1: might, so I figured like I picked I, you first.
0: I mean, this is one. It's like we knew this was coming. We didn't know exactly when, but we already, you know, we already kind of knew this. This is happening this summer. And it sounds like it's going to be on the earlier side. It may be an early June release, which is going to be like, okay, I can't do this. I'm playing Diablo. I'm sorry. I have to get in my 150 hours of Diablo to get to max level. So uh, I don't think that's a good time for it. But at the same time, Blizzard doesn't always consider its own release schedule of games when it's scheduling releases of games. So sometimes everything happens at once.
1: And to be fair, not everybody is going to play Diablo Four. Although I don't understand it's how true. that's possible, but nevertheless, that is the case. But that allows me to move on to my incredibly smooth segue here, <laughs> uh, where we talk about Diablo Four. Um, first off, the the, um, ser- this, the server um, slam event is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was there Magic. for almost all of it. Um, quite frankly, I didn't. I didn't remember that they were ending it on Sunday, so I played <laughs> straight through, and I was like. I was like, yes, my third 20, and no <laughs> uh, like, think, what, it sounds
0: like it sounds like a lot of people thought it ended on Monday because last beta weekends ended on Monday. Yeah. And uh, they just ended it at noon on Sunday. Yeah. And
1: it's like, wait, I have a
0: whole half day of this weekend and I can't play Diablo 4. What am I supposed to do?
1: What am I supposed to do? Ah. But yeah, um I, I don't know what exactly to say about it, except that the first thing that comes to mind was that this was one of the smoother server slams I've ever been on. That doesn't mean that the actual launch will be smooth, but I didn't, I got disconnected maybe once.
0: Yeah. I think same here, maybe once.
1: And for a server slam, that's not too bad. And I mean, I've seen a lot of people on the forum saying stuff like, Oh, there was nobody on. I'm like, are you insane? I saw people everywhere I went. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't know what's up with that.
0: Diablo four does seem to do a lot of sharding. I don't think they use that terminology. Sharding is kind of a wow term Mm -hmm. where you never see a ton of people. There's not like a huge group of 100 people in town. It's always, you know, kind of limited, especially out in the, in the open worlds. They're kind of trying to preserve this sense of isolation like sanctuary it isn't crowded with heroes. Bad things are happening and you have to go fix them. Uh, so I think they do intentionally do that and kind of keep the player population limited, at least visually to you.
1: I did still see like at least 10 people in town. Um, yeah. Some of them, some of them had straight up their entire character name was in Chinese. So I don't know what was up with that, but that, that did happen. Server slam. Um, yeah. But what was really interesting to me, not just that the server slam seemed to be relatively, I mean, robust. It felt like the servers were holding up. Mm-hmm. Um, they only let you level to 20 this time. Yeah. It was a little weird, but they did put um one of the world bosses up. Uh, Ashava. Shava
0: not. the pestilent.
1: Yeah, who basically a big um pus dragon. I don't know how to say this nice. Um uh, I don't
0: know either. Kind of hey, kind of Galakrond-y. Does yeah. anyone did anyone else feel galakrond when you saw this thing?
1: I felt galakronded I felt like I'd been galakronded,
0: galakrond-ed.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was not. Did Joe, did you get the play? No. Oh, of course not.
0: Uh, Joe. Oh Joe.
2: Joe, I played a druid <laughs> for a- you, man.
0: You gotta play this game so we can talk about it.
1: There
2: are are, really I, good. I mean, I'm gonna play the game when it releases. I just haven't had an There are only so many hours in the day. Stop and, eating.
1: And you, <laughs> that's what you I did. Make,
0: you make time in those hours for Diablo 4. I'm just saying. I will,
2: but I, will I, can, say that. But I can glue Koroks to other things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Uh, you know, Tears of the Kingdom coming out when it did, did mean that, you know, that's a hard choice for some people. Mm, yeah. But, uh, regardless, I, I, I will tell you, man, um, I've got some ideas for you for druid leveling, so we should talk.
2: Okay. Um, I'm down.
1: But one of the things I really actually liked about, um, playing this time was that I got to play a druid up to 20, and that was fun. Um, I didn't, I didn't get my rogue up very high. My rogue was like level six or seven when everything went down, but my two barbarians were both at 20, and my, my, uh, my druid was almost a 20 so i was pretty shocked. happy with
0: that i with the two I'm barbarians shocked. yeah yeah yeah
1: it's, it's surprising i'm gonna have 10 you know that right it's just gonna be a server full of them it's just gonna be boop, boop, okay boop. you
0: but know if that's what that makes you happy that's
1: great. it makes me happy but it's also how i can write about the class uh it's one of the things that i used to do back in the day way back in the day like 2007 2008 was a lot of those warriors were so i could test out a new talent build without having to mess mm-hmm. around with my current character yeah. Um, and I, I do regret not getting to play a necro or a sorcerer. Um, although I druids are fascinating when like one second, you're throwing really, lightning yeah. at everybody. And the next second you are a bear screaming in their faces. Um, and it's one of the things I'm seeing, I've seen it with, with rogues. I've seen it with druids and I've seen it with barbarians is the smoothness of switching your play style. Like, mm-hmm one moment you're 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 doing shock strikes and the next moment you are a bear hitting things repeatedly the next moment you're a werewolf howling then you're back to throwing lightning at people and it just moves like you don't there's never a point where you're like oh i have to switch into this stance or i have to take this form no you just do and then when you're done doing the thing you you go out of it um and it's really something i i find fascinating the the rogue was i think possibly the trickiest of the three I played? Mm. Um, I thought
0: rogues were very squishy. But I also thought yeah. barbarians were pretty squishy when I was playing one. So... Yeah. yeah
1: for, I One of the things I noticed when I was doing the barb was that you definitely need to look at the talents and see if you've got a defensive option in there and consider yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Um, like the one that gives you damage reduction or the one that stuns everything around you. You definitely want to think about these things. I think that's good general advice for Diablo, which is why I yeah. put it in my general advice for Diablo post. Uh, yeah.
0: One but, of... One thing you said in that article that I think was super apt is that Diablo 4 is the ARPG of not standing in fire.
1: Yeah, don't stand in things. <laughs> if there's something they, on the ground, get out of it.
0: Run away. Run away. Don't even get out of the way before it goes on the ground. It it really is. It focuses a lot on combat mechanics, particularly in big boss fights, fights but you can see it on like just smaller mobs that you run into. Uh, That you can just really be one shot or you can lose half your health if you stand in something bad, if you don't dodge out of the way. And uh, yeah, so there's a little bit more tactical kind of feel to that because you were going in and you really have to think about those defensives. You can't just you can't just damage something until it's dead. You have to dodge. You have to to use those defensive cooldowns. You have to use uh, the evasion thing and roll out of the way.
1: Yeah, definitely the evasion thing, which if you've played Diablo three on consoles is not entirely new. Um, Or I think Diablo two on consoles also has something similar where you can kind of get out of the way. But if you, if you only played Diablo on computers up to this point, evade will be new to you. And basically evade is the button you can hit to move you, in the direction you're facing, just really quickly. It, that's mm-hmm. what it does. If there's something on the ground that you don't want to be in, use Evade. Don't use Evade to get you from point A to point B faster while running places. Don't do that, because nope. then you won't have it, and then the big yeah. guy is going to be dropping flames and, and, and poison everywhere. Yeah. Or the, they've decided to take the Arcane. Do you remember Arcane from Diablo 3, where it's a purple ball with a laser beam coming out of it, and it rotates around? They've made it oh, be bad. lightning. So it's that mm-hmm. and lightning at the same time is <laughs> what I like to call just a nice big middle finger from, from the demons to you, to Diablo four player. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'm going to shut up so you can talk for a bit, Liz, just share your impressions before we move on to something else.
0: Um, Did you get to kill the world boss during during? I got
1: to get killed yeah. by the world boss.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it took me five attempts to kill the world boss, and I think it was only going to be available like seven times during the beta, you got a special cosmetic for killing the world boss. So it's like, this time I'm going to kill the world boss. I'm going to do it. And the first time I went in, I was on my barbarian. I just, I got crushed, crushed. Because you can't, you can't get out of the way fast enough. And no, all of Ashava's abilities one-shot you. It's just like, The only good thing about that is the graveyard is really close by, so you can die and immediately run back. And it's like this, you know, you get the whole Zerg rush thing going on where you're dying and going to the graveyard. And then you go back into the fight and you live for like two seconds and you run back from the graveyard. Um, I don't think that's entirely the way it's meant to be done. Oh, no, no,
1: no. That's that's spot on with how Blizzard designs raid bosses for melee i i've played a warrior oh, yeah. for many many years but- and that's exactly what it's like to just fly into one of the new world bosses uh, in dragonflight as a warrior not in a group mm-hmm. you hit it a couple of times and then you just hope somebody's <laughs> using area effect healing that's going to target you because otherwise you're just dead so yeah i wasn't I, mean, I wasn't surprised by it i just ran out of the ability to to keep doing it i was like oh, no, i don't yeah. care that much the <laughs> cosmetics not that important to me
0: Uh, Yeah, it's true. It's like a giant claw. It looks pretty weird. Um, But the thing is, even if you were ranged on that fight, Ashava's abilities go out so far. You have to go farther out than the range of your spells to dodge things. You can't just it's like there's not quite as much of a melee range gap because you're in danger no matter where you are.
1: Yeah, the only problem is that if you're in melee, then you really have to get out far because you have to uh, clear that whole area oh. and then clear the whole area again. Yeah, it was Deep. it was annoying.
0: The thing about Ashava, all of the abilities are telegraphed. So you know something's coming so you can dodge out of the way. And Ashava did this kind of sweep with its claws around you, this big circle around. And- the thing about that, you could either get out or you could uh, go in, collapse in. Like if you were right underneath a shava, you didn't get hit by it. So it's like you have that option from mele- melee, where you like. I didn't feel like that was
1: working right.
0: It was. It was definitely working. You've got to position yourself right, but you could
1: do possible. that. It's quite possible. I simply didn't stand in the right place. I mean, and, let's, let's not pretend. Yeah, uh,
0: I I had a lot of trouble, which is why it took me five times to do it. Um,
1: I tried it like and, three or four, and then I was like, mm, eh. I don't care that much.
0: I, I spent these five times, and by the end, I upgraded every piece of my gear. I'd finished the entire Act 1 quest so that I could get the legendaries you get by finishing the quest. Mm-hmm. And I had everything upgraded to three stars, everything I had. And I had, like, respect my talents, like, ten times trying to get the perfect build and the defensives. and the And I think the thing that actually was the most important thing out of everything I did... Was that I had a pair of boots that gave me a second evasion charge, so I yeah. could like dodge, Ooh, nice. dodge, yeah. dodge again. Uh, yeah. Two evasion
1: charges is huge.
0: Typically, yeah. you get you have one evasion charge, and then there's a cooldown, and that cooldown can be long enough where you will die from the next ability. Ashava also jumped around a lot, so it's like there's nowhere safe in this fight. You were spending so much time dodging. Uh, it was it was really interesting. It's really interesting to see this kind of scale of fight because a shava itself is so big that like they adjusted the camera. The camera zooms out farther if you go into a world boss fight because these things are so huge, so massive. It's nuts. And it was really fun. Also, I kind of never want to do it again, and also I know I'm going to do it again.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think that there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in terms of encounter design here. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point, I described it as being like Dark Souls, but now I'm actually mm-hmm. starting to think it is almost like that. It's, it's almost like they're bringing in elements from World of Warcraft because these do feel like raid fights. Yeah,
0: it does a little yeah. bit.
1: So, but e- but either way, I think that there's a lot. There's a lot. So far, I'm enjoying it. Like every time I've oh, gotten yeah. to play it, I thought it was great. Um, I think
0: I think it's a super solid game. I can make complaints about class balance, like I think necromancers are really fl- front-loaded in power, and so as you level, you don't get much of a pe- feeling of advancement mm-hmm. because you get so much in those first few levels, and you get less as you go up. Uh, I Like I said a minute ago, the barbarian feels really squishy, the rogue feels um, a little squishy.
1: I don't know if the rogue... Can the rogue do their quest?
0: Yes. I didn't get there. Yes, There's like... Uh there are like several, so backing up a little, each class has a unique feature that is only for that class. It's special stuff. And in the beta, not every class could unlock theirs because some of them required you to go to other zones or to be higher levels. And there was only the single fractured peak zones zone in the beta. And uh, you could only level to 20 this time. So that did lock some people out of their class abilities. Rogue has like three levels of their class abilities and they could unlock the first two, but the third one, either you couldn't get high enough level or you had to go to another zone. I don't remember which.
1: Yeah, Barbarian couldn't, because uh, you could get the quest, but you have to leave the Fractured Peaks to actually turn it in. Yeah, yeah, and like Druid it is the
0: same. Yeah. Druid is the same way. I mean, it, Barbarian got kind of the first taste of it, but it was like, wow, did it not feel interactive to me. It felt really boring. I hope they get more later because it was like, this has all the excitement of leveling weapon skills in vanilla Warcraft.
1: Well, that's the thing is you're leveling your weapon skills, but it doesn't do anything.
0: It's like, it was, it would like give you extra crit and things like that. Wouldn't it? It's like, Oh, if you're using this weapon, you get more crit, you get, I think if you, once
1: you get it leveled all the way up, but it's, it's not an easy thing and it's not, uh, it's not intuitive. Um, And plus, the thing is, is that like, Liz was talking like every class gets special features on the talent trees there's three tiers that every class has. There's basic core and defensive abilities. Once Mm -hmm. you get to defensive abilities, the next tier of, of skills is going to be unique to your class. And everything after is like this, not that they're not unique before that, like your basic abilities on a Druid are different than your basic abilities on a, uh, on any other class, but But it's, it's just kind of like there's a pattern to the basic core and defensive where you know basic is your is your getter it's your you know resource generation the builder yeah and then then core are your spenders like what do you do with that resource that's that's what core is for and then defensive is defensive and sometimes defensive is different depending on like what they want it to be like leap is considered defensive because you can jump away from things and that's if you're taking a lot of damage, jumping away is a pretty good move. Um, but there's like, so, so, and each of these abilities has like, there's like a talent. You can spend points to get the talent up to its maximum, but then there's also modifiers. You can apply one. There's all like one modifier that just, that's the modifier for this talent. You just get it. Uh, if you spend the point, you just get this modifier, but then there's two that branch off from it and you can pick one of them. And one of those two will be more, sometimes more offensively minded versus more defensively mm-hmm. minded. And you can get some interesting synergies. Like there's a there's one ability that druids have where they can either choose to turn into a werebear and scream really loud and debuff everyone <laughs> around them, or they can turn into a werewolf and howl really loud and get a self-heal. But the top level of the self-heal, they can choose to make the self-heal also put a bleed on their enemies, which means you're doing damage as you're healing yourself, or you can take the bare one and one of the two top things on it is provides you with a self-heal while you're using it. So there's different yeah. ways you can do it. You could theoretically buy all the core abilities or all the the, the basic abilities, but you'd yeah, be spending you a lot. You could be spending a lot of talent points that you then you're not gonna have to go further down the tree. And you want stuff further down the tree. Yeah, uh,
0: really the ideals seem to be okay, you pick up a builder, you pick up a spender, you modify them how you want, you pick a defensive. Maybe you pick two defensives because some of them are really good cooldowns. Like I was Mm -hmm. mostly playing sorcerer this past weekend and it's like one of their defensive abilities is teleport. It's like, okay, I'm going to defend myself by getting out of the way. I'm going to move way over there. But then you could also get like ice armor, which is like, okay, I'm going to defend myself by putting a shield on myself. And also when I do this, I can regenerate mana while I'm in the shield. And, uh, so, You've got a lot of options. It feels like there's a ton of space for customization, though on some classes I felt like it was a little limited, particularly playing the Necromancer. You get to this tier that's just curses, and there were two curses. That was it. There were two. You choose one or the other. And it felt really like neither of them felt impactful when you cast them and just didn't feel like a good tier.
1: Necro, I do definitely think that Necro feels a little front-loaded. I don't know that at this point with the game less than a month away that they're going to be able to do anything about that, but Necro definitely feels front-loaded. And one of the things, too, is that you you really do need to explore the map in order to get the extra talent points mm-hmm. that you get for completing. Like, you finish this part of the zone. You finish this part of the zone. The extra yeah, talent just- points are really big, and you need to get them.
0: Each zone has its own renown, which uh, World of Warcraft players will know what that word means and possibly be frightened by it. And basically it's just reputation in a zone. Don't be afraid. It's not that bad. It's really not that bad. It's not a grind. So you'll do things like exploring the map and completing quests. Like basically anything you do in the zone will count towards your renown in that zone yeah do you follow you
1: do the quest that is the central quest of the area that'll get you some you do the side quests that'll get you some you take that woman out into the woods and find her chained up bloody husband and then leave her alone with him (sighs) to go kill a demon and then come back and she's acting weird and tells you to rip a dagger out of his chest for your reward that's totally normal by the way don't anybody be freaked out about this yet that's some renown quite frankly that should be some renown and maybe some some looks uh quite Uh
0: uh so it's like you get it while you go and they unlock certain buffs like they might give you gold they might give you you know they have all sorts of little rewards and one of those rewards for some of the renown tiers is talent points and those talent points are unlocked on every character on your account so if you play this and unlock it when you go in on your next character it's like oh yeah those renown rewards are unlocked and i have these extra talent points right from the beginning yep uh so yeah, even those you could only collect the first two in fractured peaks because mm-hmm. of how the what you could play in the beta. Yep. But that felt like it made a really big difference having just two extra talent yeah, points. Yeah,
1: two extra talent points is enormous. Uh, because it's mm-hmm. the difference between I want to pick up that uh, a modifier ability, but because some modifier abilities are just there. They're not tied mm-hmm. to anything. They're just put a point in this and now you do more bleed damage. Okay, well now I can do that. Click. Thank you, more bleed damage. But um we've now taken up pretty much the whole show. Oh uh we which have. is fine. Is.
2: I feel bad that Joe didn't get to talk about no! no, no, no. I'm still I'm still sitting here nursing a shoulder. This is fine.
1: But regardless, <laughs> uh there is I think we should also mention really fast, uh you can delete the beta, the service land beta, oh, you can yeah. delete it because it's its own application, it's its own program, and the actual Diablo 4 live game is going to be a different one it's gonna be a different build so you don't have to worry you don't have to keep this you can delete it right now and then when diablo 4 comes out you can download that at your leisure
0: yeah uh it's like 80 gigs on next gen consoles or on your pc if you download high-res texture so that's that's a lot of gigabytes yes and uh you're you're gonna have to do it again when the release build years so uh, yeah you may just want to leave that now yeah it It, it is
1: not going to be necessary you can get rid of that um i will however, point out that somebody has already soloed a shava (laughs) Somebody soloed a shava on the d4 beta so kudos to you you stubborn stubborn little fool wow
0: i could barely i could barely do that with a group and i still died like 20 times so
1: yeah that that is kind of amazing (laughs) uh you know seriously dude congrats uh that that's that's wild. but uh, okay at this point uh i'm gonna nudge joe
2: blizzard watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzard watch your continued support means that this podcast signing community is able to thrive and grow blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ad's free site experience
1: Thank you very much Joe uh, thank you to Liz for not only writing all the stuff that we talk about in these these emails because you know it, it's it's a lot of stuff to collate and sometimes I miss things so she generally steps up and mm. catches everything for us so thank you for that I,
0: I also I also already do that for editorial reasons so I figured hey you know we can I can actually I do this I can just share it
1: and it's it quite helpful uh and you know thank you to me for showing up I guess. <laughs> And also I was here. Also me. Uh, But yeah, regardless, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the blizzard watch podcast and we'll be back next week. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I messed up. Uh, If you've got a question for the show, I know we didn't answer any this week, but you know, Hey, you know, there was a lot of stuff. Um, If you've got a question for the show, you can go to our discord and we have two channels. We've got the patron QM podcast questions channel, uh, which is great. Please. If you're a patron, Absolutely, jump in there and ask some questions. We we love getting them. Uh, If you are you're not a patron, but you still want to use Discord, we also have the Q and Podcast Questions channel for non patrons, uh, which you know we we still love your support. We just you know the patrons get first crack because they're actually paying for us to have the site. So you know that's the thing.
2: We crave validation. yes
1: also you can email Mm -hmm. us uh you can email us at podcast at blizzardwatch.com we got a long email this time which i feel really bad we didn't get to answer but you know we'll, we'll roll them forward and hopefully we'll get to answer this one it was actually much longer than this but you told you gave me permission to cut stuff so i did um but yeah thank you to everybody who who asks us anything or otherwise interacts because that's gold we love that uh and yeah like i said this has been the blizzard watch podcast and we'll be back next week